Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the fifth episode of season one called Family Tree. I got it right this week. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, is this um, what I'm saying right? (laughs) Yes, it is. I combed through it with an extra fine tooth comb uh, from How many people balls. listening do you think have seen ahead? What percentage ahead of where we are? I'd say more than 50%. I would say more than 50%. Easy. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like a lot of people have, have already binged and way ahead of us. We've got a couple. It'd be nice to know um, if everybody wants to let us know. If you're leaving some feedback, yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'd like to know. Because I think um, if we say a prediction or a theory – They'll, they can all either be like wrong or yeah, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. We would get folks like that on other shows, um, you know, and just be like, Oh, I was way ahead of you guys. I already watched it. And I listened to you like, yeah, you guys are right on track of that. Or, oh man, you guys are so wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> so altered carbons on right fun. now. Are you not going to cover that? Um, I, you're sure. like the hundredth person to ask us that. Um, <sighs> So to be honest, at this point, uh, I have no idea what show we're going to do after Lock and Key. We we kind of something just always seems to fall in our lap. Yeah. Rarely have we ever really been down to like, oh man, what are we going to cover next? I mean, we just always kind of have something land in our lap, and it times out just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time around, you know, we don't really have anything specific on the schedule. Like we've had lock and key on our agenda for months because we knew it was coming. We were just kind yeah. of waiting for that official date. We just but and we always knew we were going to do it. Um, and then when we saw Alter Carbon coming out, I was like, oh man, that's going to kind of run right in with lock and key and I remember talking to Sean about it. and You could do so something later, though, right? After it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I... I Witcher! Feel, you know, Witcher! People, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be covering The Witcher. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think people were requesting you to do that. Um, they were? More than us, yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Um, oh. But yeah, I'm busy we had a lot of Westworld. questions. Yeah, you can't do it now. I would love, I mean, now that I've finished The Witcher, um, that would be super fun. But I think, um, didn't Derek do one? I figure he probably covered it way better than I could, so I don't know. Who's Derek? (laughs) Just kidding, Derek. Yeah, I think you know. (laughs) He was Um, my co-host on Walking Dead cast this week, and he was great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. always great, Derek. Um, well, and if folks have listened to some of our, vo- he, he chimes in with a voicemail. I, I insist that he send us a voicemail because um, he has a lovely Irish accent. Um, so folks might remember him from listening um, to some of our shows. Yeah, I don't know. I've had a lot of people ask if we're going to cover it, and I said, you know, I said I thought about it, but who, does someone really want to listen to us after it's already, you know, out? And I think that folks have consistently said, yeah, we would, we would go back and listen. To you guys, even after you you know listen mm-hmm. or finish lock and key, so, so I don't have to know. figure out yeah what you and Sean would like to cover together. I mean, we enjoy we liked season one and got a kick out of it, and we're really excited. I haven't watched it though; I haven't watched it all. I just haven't had time. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, if we do cover it, I you know I want to watch it because I want to know what happens. But at the same time, I thought, well, what if we cover it? We cover it week by week. I don't want to binge. You're calling. It and you're talking about altered carbon. Altered carbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, Just curious. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell we're doing. I'm flying by the seat of my pants, you know, with this right now. Just trying to keep my shit together. And you, you got a lot on your plate. You just mentioned um, you're all up in Westworld right now. You got Walking Dead cast and then... And this. This. Mm -hmm. Luckily, this is awesome. Lock and Keys, I'm totally digging it. Walking Dead, even though everybody's tired of it it's great <laughs> it's, it's just as good if not better than it's ever we're been in my opinion we're still on board yeah yeah and uh Westworld, i'm excited about even though i feel like that show is too confusing for its own good sometimes i'm still excited to be getting back to it i would love if they take a little bit of flavor from season one and, they, and that's what they're supposed to do yeah four. and aaron paul's in there so yeah, I didn't mean for this to be an ad, but if anybody's interested, I have a Westworld podcast. If you go to podcastica.com, we're about to get back into it. I'm going to do a catch-up episode, and then we're going to start in with season three. It's me and David, Karen's husband. Yay. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do really well um, covering Thanks. that and helps uh, folks like me that need the, especially with season two. Now, season one, I felt like I had a, you know, once the story you know, after you get past a couple episodes, you kind of realize what's happening a little bit. It wasn't too bad. Um, still really interesting. And they didn't just spell it all out for you, which I liked. But I feel like season two was so confusing that I, if I didn't have you guys, I wouldn't have a friggin' clue. I think so. they, you know, there were some secrets in season one that fans figured out ahead of time. And I think the writers were mm -hmm. like, fuck you guys. We're going to make it. <laughs> So that's impossible yeah. to figure out. And I heard it about that. There were a bunch just, of people on Reddit that figured it out. Yeah, I was spoiled on uh, one of those. And then, so they they made it so hard that it was just dumb. I thought it's like why it's it's almost gimmicky. But I think they lost a lot of people, and so they're gonna um, make it a little more straightforward this time. Yeah, that that will help bring me back into the fold and kind of mm -hmm. make me interested. I, I, I stuck with it, but man, I, I didn't enjoy it. It felt like a chore kind of some weeks. Me a little bit too, but doing the podcast helped. Yeah, it always does. Doing a, a mm -hmm. Everybody should, you know, if, if you're really into a show like that and really want to kind of get a deep dive into it, just do a podcast on it. You'll mm -hmm. It'll <laughs> make you appreciate it more. <laughs> yeah. It's always been the case. Unless it's Fear of the Walking Dead, then you'll just hate it even more. You just shouldn't just, shouldn't just watch the show at all. It's not very good anymore. It breaks my heart. It had such promise. Anyway, so what did you think about this week's show of Lock and Key? I loved it. I, I liked like it a it. lot on first watch and then on second watch I liked it even more. I, it, it's not quite didn't hit me quite as hard as last week, but um, I liked it a lot. Good. I like that. You know, um, I'll talk about we'll talk about it more. But Kinsey's kind of acting in a way that's disappointing, but that's okay. Like I want my characters to be flawed, and it's bringing in some conflict and tension, and that's good. And then this episode had all the magic and romance and creepiness and fantasy of of this show. So I just really loved it. Well, you must really be loving Kinsey then, because she is heavily flawed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I need that. I want. Her. That's what I really want. You know, I, I it, when the characters are just perfect, then it do, it's not relatable and it's not interesting to me. I get that. Well, we'll we'll get into the details as we move forward. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that came What'd out of think? nowhere. What did I think? I there were there was a lot that I liked, but there was a, a few parts that I kind of nitpicked a little bit it didn't really take me out of it it didn't ruin the entire episode or anything like that um 
but I, I think as a whole, um, I, I did enjoy much, m- most of it, I'll say. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. Well, let's get started then. What is your number five? My number five is the keys because we got a couple of new keys and we learned <laughs> some more information. Why are you laughing? <laughs> why do you think I'm Because that's your number five. <laughs> well, why don't Keep we going. take... So uh, we'll take turns with the keys, but uh, not talking about a new key, but a new development is that now suddenly Tyler and Kinsey can also hear the keys whispering to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Are we going to get an explanation to that? I hope so. Maybe just because they're getting some experience with them and they're... Uh, maybe they've been drawn into this world of magic that younger kids are already familiar with. And so maybe their belief. Yeah. Maybe they're believing a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, we still don't exactly know why Bodhi can hear them in episode one. Echo said they'll only call to people very special Bodhi like you, and, but we don't know what that means or if it even has any basis on, in truth. So she said if it. she was right. I was gonna say if she's even telling the truth. Yeah. But anyway, um, also Bodhi presumed that since they can all hear uh, the whispers that Echo can't take the keys from Tyler and Kinsey either. And I think that was intended to clue us in that that is true, but it could have been a misdirection and maybe they shouldn't be assuming that. I don't know. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's all I had to say about that. (laughs) I was going to talk about all the different keys, but if you want to do one. Okay. So, well, I mean, we can just we can just have a conversation about it. It doesn't have to be like your point, my point, and well, the big key is is the music box key. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of that? I at first I was like not real sure about it. I was like, you know, I don't know why this key shaped like or it had like the music symbol on it and it opens a music box, but its power is it can make people do things or it compels them to do things um or i know why control them because when you, you know use why? the key you're playing you're playing somebody like a fiddle i think hmm. okay <laughs> I think that's what it, why who knows it's like you're playing them like like they're an instrument and they're your instrument and you're the okay. maestro oh well okay that i guess that would make sense i guess i just Maybe. did not make that connection at all whenever i watched it. i i just kind of yeah, at first that, i was but... confused yeah yeah. But so they find it in the piano strings, and uh, I I always think it's really fun watching them figure out a new key and how to use it. I like that there's right. been new ones each time, and uh, uh, there's this kind of wonder of discovery, but also kind of foreboding, given that the first one was the mirror key. But it, did you ever watch Greatest American Hero back in the eighties? No, missed that one. I love that show, and he has this suit that he got from Aliens. And he's kind of this bumbling uh, teacher guy, but it it has all these powers and he has to figure them out. And he's not very good at using them, but it's a great show. And it uh, this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. It takes me back. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard great things anyway about the show and I know what it's about, but I just never actually sat and watched an episode. And I feel like I totally missed out because it sounds like something I would have enjoyed. Um, but... It, well, did you notice in the music box the little dancing ballerina ha- was missing her head? No. Yeah, I, I don't know if that means anything, but I feel like you know it was to me it was very Kinda obvious. Weird. I mean, yeah, I mean I I remember having a little jewelry. It wasn't a fancy music box like this one, but you know 
I feel like many little girls of a certain age, you know, when they were young, had like these little jewelry boxes. And when you opened it up, you know, out popped, you know, if you had it wound up anyway, and when you opened the lid and the little ballerina popped up and she'd do her little twirling, um, you know, that that is immediately where my eyes were drawn. Because I was like, oh, you know, it kind of took me back when I had a, a little music box like that as a kid. Um, but her head was missing. And I was like... I don't know if it means anything. It just stood out to me. Um, yeah, or if I it's thought, just like it's, a creepy thing or something. It's just kind of creepy. This cute little, you know, it should be a, a very, it's a it's a very beautiful, ornate music box. And, you know, this little ballerina mm. who happens to be missing a head. It just seemed kind Maybe of. Maybe it's like mm. saying that you kind of take the place of the person's head. I'm, Maybe. That might be a stretch, but. Maybe. Yeah, but and it may not be significant at all. So When Kinsey says shut your mouth and Tyler's like mm, mm. and then she's like stop messing around and then all of a sudden she kind of gets what's going on and then her eyes light up and she's all Tyler smile slap yourself in the face because it's <laughs> totally what you do to your sibling <laughs> to your brother yes. he's lucky she didn't take it further and then Kinsey and then she he goes to Bodie uh Bodie pick your nose and Bodhi's finger as it's raising up to his nose. He's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, no, it's so cute. It's so funny. Yeah. He is adorable. <laughs> I, I just, I love that little kid. He's definitely won me over. Um, well, he won me over he's when he so played good. Georgie, but he's so I keep good. Saying that, but they're so natural. All of them are, but it's especially impressive with him given that he's so young. He's actually 35. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm no, I didn't. He he hides it really well. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty good. Um, so what would you do if you had that key? <laughs> Silence. I mean, I I well, and I mean, it's another one of my points, so I'm sure we'll 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 talk about like what Kinsey does with it, but yeah, you know, yeah. I I feel like that is is something, you know, you would try I don't know. I don't I don't like making I don't feel comfortable making someone forcing something like forcing yeah that uh, totally like it's wrong in so many ways especially in this i mean in the me too era we're especially sensitive of respecting people and their boundaries and everything i mean you should be like that anytime but um I still like when I was a kid sitting in the back of class, I would fantasize that I had telekinesis and then I would like imagine myself just suddenly spinning the teacher around without them knowing who it was. You know, <laughs> So I don't know if I'd actually do that, but what I would probably do is check and see if it works for somebody who's on TV. Cause that would make, uh, be really interesting to use it when certain, uh, figures would be making their speeches and stuff like that. I, I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Just, you know, random people. Right. <laughs> it's like, take off your pants. <laughs> Ew, please. Punch no. the guy right next to you. <laughs> Start making fart noises. <laughs> That'd be so much fun, and I would totally do it. Well, when you when you say it in that context and and for for maybe certain targets that might be pleasing. I might I might change my opinion um and make an exception for that. Um 
but but the way that it's used, um, I, I think it would be funny. Yes, if you are sitting there with your siblings and and you know Tyler, you know you and Tyler are not getting along, and you know you make him slap himself in the face, or you make Bodie, yeah. you know, like if pick you, his nose. But if you know. you're being playful about it and everybody knows what's going on, that's one thing. If you're just sort of abusing someone who doesn't even understand what the hell's happening, then it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, let's yeah, save that so. discussion. So let's go into the other keys. What else? Okay. So the other key was the flower key. At least I, I, I think that's what it's being called. I know it looks like a flower. Um, yeah. They didn't so say a name. that's kind of what I'm calling it. I thought yeah. I saw plant key online, but I don't know for sure. We can say flower key until we learn more. Okay. So this one, and I don't know if that's always where it's supposed to go. I, I like how sometimes when the key is found that the hole that it goes to like with the head key when Bodie had it close to um and I can't remember how his character name but it was Tom Savini in the shop you know he had the key kind of close to him and you could see the keyhole open in the back of his neck and it was like whoa um and so this one kind of exposes um in in the tree and glows I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. where it always is supposed to be used or if it's just because it's in that area. Um, I, I don't know if I fully understand the whole purpose of the flower key, what but it, it looks yeah. like it this was, is a weird one. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know that I have it all figured out. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I was scared about looking it up too, because I, yeah, I, I, me too. I don't want to get too much information. Anything. Yeah. I did so. look it up and I started to learn. I've actually blocked it out of my mind, but the first sentence had nothing to do with what I thought. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Forget that. Maybe we'll learn more later. But yeah, I mean, I feel I like think, we're going to le- see it later. So I'm afraid I'm going to learn something about it later yeah, in the season. Don't so. want that. So yeah. so it opens in a tree and and all these different colored glowing paint jars pop up. And the ones that we saw seem to all have Duncan's memories inside. And mm-hmm. um, it, that brings up a lot of questions like, does that is that why he can't remember? Because his memories are in these jars. How do they get there? Is why is this focused on only Duncan? Is the key tied directly to him? Um, does this have anything to do with adults forgetting about the keys, or is this something totally different? And, and but one thing I thought later is this episode is called Family Tree, so I think that this is why that, and maybe it is always a tree, and it has to do with their family. And Kinsey was also talking about the keys being part of their legacy, so maybe that ties in. But really, it's like there's a lot of questions around this thing. How does it work? What does it mean? All kinds of stuff. Yeah, for sure. But it it kind of oh no, I don't want to mention that now because it's about the comic. Never mind. Oh. Save it, save it for later. Um, but yeah, those so there's these we see these memories and of Duncan. So, yeah, I don't know what else do you want to say about that? Anything? No, because I have more detail, I kind of have like later on more on later. But there okay. was during one of those memories, as we're watching one of those memories, we see another key. Yep. A cool one. One. I don't know that I don't know that I don't think that we know the name of it yet, but we could see what it does. And that was um, if just by thinking about it or thinking about um, who you want to be or look like you can change your image, your outside appearance to that person. And that one was 
like icky used um kind of similar to the head key where the keyhole appears like in the back of the the neck and you turn it this one you like lift up your chin mm-hmm. and like the keyhole just ugh. i mean it makes sense because you're like changing your face um yeah. and your appearance i guess but it, but it just it just looked icky to me to like see someone lift up their head and stick like a, a key up <laughs> it's all their weird chin and, yeah yeah it's but, it, but weird, it's a cool disturbing. idea and who I, for, I didn't know who was talking but they said just think about what you want to look like so that sounds to me like you could think about anything someone who exists or whatever you want and so i'm like well what would i do with that you could make yourself look like someone and get them in trouble you know or um, you could maybe eat whatever you want and then just make yourself look really hot all the time (laughs) (laughs) no matter what I would do that that way I'd never have to um, you know I could just still look like myself but always have my makeup on (laughs) and not have to put it on not have to like actually put it on it would just be like a glamour like you would used to I used to read these stories of this is gonna sound really corny so sorry but um witches would do a what they call a glamour on themselves and then just like a little wave yeah, of their like hand or their wand a certain and kind of character their- in a certain tv show that we all watched that i don't want to say because it might give it away <laughs> but do you know who i'm talking about no oh well oh it's, uh, okay that i know yeah. now i know yeah i took me a little slow on the uptake tonight i'm sorry <laughs> well, I, I didn't now give I you very but much yes. but yes yeah yeah Something similar to that where you could like do a glamour and kind of just you're, you're still look like yourself, but you're just like a more beautiful version of mm-hmm. yourself or like you have your makeup on all the time. I would do that because I'm just I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I would just look like my 27 year old self. <laughs> that would <laughs> totally blow people away to show up 20 years younger. <laughs> I would love to and not. Well, I, I would definitely take the 20 year old face but i would like to have my 20 year old body back mm-hmm. everything's uh, yeah, nice I and tight if, <laughs> yeah we don't know if it's uh <laughs> if it's just your face or what i yeah, imagine I it must know. be your whole body it'd be weird if it just let you change your face but you had your same body but who knows yeah i guess you would probably still have your own your same body and that would be boring <laughs> Anyway, so anyway, yeah, th- I think that's all of the keys. That I think we that's saw got a lot this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we're still learning about them, but you know, lots of keys uh, being dropped. I predict uh, we won't see that face or look changing key again this season. But if Lock and Key gets picked up for season two, it'll come back. That's my prediction. Hmm. Interesting prediction. You might be right, but I bet it's going to be talked about or referenced. Hmm. But I bet okay. we won't see it. Hmm. But I, I bet be it's going to yeah. come up. I think it'll come up. I don't think we'll hmm. see it or see it used. I don't think they'll find it yet, but I bet um, it'll be referenced. I mean, if we get a flashback to these, to Rendell and his friends as kids, maybe we would see it then. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, okay, so that was your number five, and mm-hmm. also my number five. I'm looking through my notes to see if there was anything else I wanted to say. Um, no, I think that you made my points, too. I was just curious as to, you know, why now Tyler and Kinsey, like you said, are now hearing the whispers and finding the keys. I don't know if they're just somehow, 
you know, bound by whatever magic that the keys have. Maybe it's being exposed to the keys. I don't know. And if we'll find out or not, but I'm just, I was curious about that. I too. hope we find out. I, otherwise yeah. it feels like they're just making up, Oh, let's change the story to this. Cause we need it to be this instead right. of having a reason for it. Yeah. I, I want there to be a reason for it. So I'm yeah. hopeful. And, and the, yeah, it could be like you said, like, you know, kids like Bodhi or, you know, I feel like are more open to things like magic and fantasy and things like that. Maybe that's why he was so readily, you know, available to, to kind of hear it and open to hearing it. And maybe Tyler and Kinsey, cause they're a little bit older, you know, when you get older, you kind of lose some of that, you know, magic a little bit. Maybe that's part of it. Yep. I don't know. So anyway, well, that was both of our number five. Let's see where we land with number four. Let's see if we get anything. <laughs> My number four is called Kinsey's a sadist. <laughs> so first off this episode kinsey needed an opponent and so it became eden and eden's always been a little i don't know kind of um thought a lot of herself but it seemed a bit contrived that she just came right up started dogging so hard on scott calling him a pretentious mediocre fanboy and and i think you know that's just because they wanted to have an, an, an enemy. And I also think, you know, by the way, when he showed the scene from the splattering, I'm like, that does look pretty awful. And yeah. he seemed disappointed, but I'm like, what was he expecting? But I guess they showed that moment of doubt in him because they wanted it to kind of pair with the next scene where Eden comes up and insults him playing into those fears and doubts about his ability. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now she's a bully and so Kinsey and then later Gabe come in and what here's the list of things they make her do fall on her face, stand up, get on a table, make a snow angel, sit up, turn over, do the breaststroke. She kind of reminded me of a deadite from evil dead doing all that. Cause her body was jerking. Yeah. Around. The way she was. Yeah. Her, the way she was moving. Yeah. And uh, then she had to pour ranch dressing and some like red drink or ketchup or something all over her like head. A smoothie and, or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, there's a part of me that's kind of like, oh man, such power, like that, like a little bit playing into the fantasy of it. But at this point, especially when she's crying and pouring this stuff on her head and everybody's filming her and laughing or being shocked, I'm like, dude, that is fucked up. And, and Scott says, that's enough, you guys. And I'm really glad that he was forceful about yeah, to Kinsey about it being enough. Like he, he left. Goes, you guys yeah. are messed up, man. And left, and then after that, the only thing that we saw they they had her do was make out with that statue. But who knows what else it, it, it was? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was at first. It was kind of funny. I mean, maybe she deserved the first one given what she did. But I would say no, really. I mean, like we said at the beginning, that's pretty off limits to force somebody to physically do something like that. But anyways, I'm not sure. I buy that Kinsey losing her fear also means she loses her compassion. Um, I, it doesn't, I don't quite see how that connects, but I think that is the point that, you know, like we were saying last week, well, this isn't all going to be a good thing. There's going to be some negative consequences. And I think they are trying to say that this is a negative consequence of doing. Yeah, I know. I thought, I thought the same. I was like, you know, she, she lost her fear, but not her empathy. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, 
but did 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 the loss of one emotion like she completely removed that emotion? It wasn't like she learned how to deal with her fear or manage her fear. She just eliminated it altogether. So, I mean, how does that affect the, all of your other emotions? Does that yeah. just like throw all of your other emotions kind of off balance? And so, right. you know, yeah. now that she's lost her fear, everything else, all of her other feelings are kind of off too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, or there's some like vulnerability that you have when you have fear and when you lose that vulnerability then it makes you more cold and unfeeling or something i mean you know it just i could i I think you could just say maybe it's not as simple as this we we sort of compartmentalize these emotions fear we know exactly what that is but maybe it's not quite as simple as that and she just got rid of some part of her self that has is having these negative impacts i think that's the the main point mm-hmm. to it um and then f- the last thing i had to say about this is later uh, kinsey's like tr- messaging scott and he's not writing back and she thinks he's ghosting her but it turns out he had just hadn't charged his phone. I was disappointed in that. I thought, man, he should be ghosting her at this point because she really let him down and uh, he seems to have excused it. But I think if stuff like this keeps up, or at least I hope that he would not be okay with it and he might lose interest or something. <sighs> Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta show love, man. You got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to serve her, her well at all. If he, if I mean, did she probably deserve it? Probably. But I, I think not all of it, you know, no, I meant right? Kinsey. Kinsey didn't deserve oh. to be ghosted. I mean, oh. she might've deserved to oh. be ghosted, but so I, I you're think saying that, you don't agree with me that he should. I'm just saying if she turns into a kind of a person that he doesn't morally align with or that he's not. Oh. Yeah, uh, he should ditch he's, her. Then he's he wouldn't he would fall out of love with her, right? And just be like, all right, well, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. No, that I agree with. But I think that at first, you know, she's being exposed to these keys and what they can do, and he's totally fascinated by them too. Uh, maybe he just feels it was a misstep, you know, for her and how she acted out on on eden yeah it was totally messed up but you know maybe he's trying to give her a pass and you know yeah, give and, and know that doubt. and know that at least part of the reason why she did it was for him um mm-hmm. and even though she went too far so maybe he's trying to forgive her that misstep but yeah i think if she continues down that path he's gonna have to and be I think like she you will. know <laughs> i think she will too i think it's gonna continue to escalate she's not really you know, she's very defensive. She's very defensive, yeah. even with Scott, with whenever Tyler. he showed up. She's like, yeah, she's with, I mean, with Tyler, they're at odds. And then even with Scott, when he got there and, and they were up in her room and she's like, you know, are you going to lecture me too? You know, kind of starting to give him attitude and he'd barely and, even spoken. And I think, I mean, I like this, even though I don't like Kinsey so much right now, I think it's a really interesting element of the story. And Tyler's trying to caution them, hey, you know, be careful. And she's just not interested in being careful. And so it's, it's just interesting. Like, yeah, if you had all these keys, you probably should be careful with them, especially mucking around in your own head. Oh yeah. I mean, Tyler was totally, I mean, I could see both points. He had a really good point. He's like, you know, you saw how dangerous that mirror key was that that's the first one that they found and look what happened. You know, you can't just assume that they're, you know, they're going to know what to do or, or what's going to happen with them. Um, I mean, they haven't really seen, 
the ghost key. I mean, Bodhi's like, oh, I was a ghost. And I mean, scared the hell out of Tyler when he sees Bodhi lying there. Yeah, but he's the only one that's tried it. And I don't haven't really even heard them talk about it except for just the key. Like, oh, here's the ghost key. But they haven't really talked about it or used it or anything like that. Um, so... But then she also had a point, you know, like later on, well, you know, shouldn't we, you know, if, if this well, evil well lady that I keep calling Echo comes back, shouldn't we know what these are used for so we can use them, you know? Yeah, as, that's a good you know, point. And that's why too, so it's a good one thing point I too. like about the show is that you can see it from all sides. And even when uh, Kinsey was feeling so anxious and over, you know, just depressed and worried and everything and then she decided to get rid of her fear and then she felt good i, I was saying last week yeah man i i can't say i wouldn't do something like that or at least try it and see you know like i understand and and it could be such a relief and uh, it kind of reminds me of for a while um this is a little personal but i tried uh, i was just having a hard time focusing on my work so i tried adderall because it's good for attention deficit mm-hmm and um, it helped me focus. Actually, it would help me f- focus intensely on dicking around on the internet. But still, <laughs> it did <laughs> help me get more focused. work done. That was the point. But, but also, it felt I felt really good and strong on it, like confident and everything. But then after a, a week, like they had me taking it twice a day. And after a week, I just noticed I was becoming a jerk. Like I was getting really short with people and with my kids, you know, and I was just uh, like, nah, I can't, this is no good. I'm changing. It's changing my personality. So I just thinking of this right now, but it feels a little bit similar to what Kinsey's going through. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. She's definitely having some personality changes mm-hmm. and Tyler is over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't blame him yeah not at all she's irritating the hell out of me too <laughs> in many ways <clears throat> i like that do you have anything else for your number four nope <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Sigh. well that was my number four too so of course yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to start swapping notes. Um, no, actually, I think it's really good. Sometimes I think it's good to be in sync because if we're just having like water cooler talk and one of us brings up a topic, we're just going to sit and talk about it. So, you know, I think that's, um, you know, kind of cool um, that we can do that. So I was looking over my notes. I, I you know, I'll, I'll agree with a lot of what you said. Eden, she's a total mean girl, but I don't think that she deserved, you know, I kind of giggled when they had her fall flat on her face that first thing. I was like, okay, she got like, that's what I call um, your God smack. You know, that's like her karma coming yeah. up, you know, and getting her right. after. That was how, enough right there. That was enough. Like if you're like, is it, was it right? No, I won't say that it's right or okay, but I'm like, okay, you know, maybe she deserved that for, you know, being a really terrible mean girl. She's a bully. I thought she was, had some bullying behavior and I just don't mm. tolerate that I mean, at all. Really? Um, what the, thing to do is to go confront her and say hey don't talk to me like that or something you know take responsibility for what you're doing but when she fell on her face also she pretended to be doing physical comedy and they are like oh she didn't even like didn't even bother her and then the whole making out with the statue and probably everything else she said it was performance art so i'm like man she's good at spin she should get a job in pr or something yeah no kidding (laughs) it's a good way to handle it though yeah, she yeah, she definitely knew how to handle herself and and try to roll with it. Um yeah. 
and knowing it had to be really scary too. And you think of it from her perspective, yeah. what the hell she looks was, scared. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would be really scared um, in that moment. So that's why I was like, you know, yeah, you're taking it too far. That is not cool at all. Um, but you know, like I said, that that one little one little trip, I thought, well, okay, maybe that would be enough. But um, you know, I just didn't really like how Kinsey was just lowering herself to the same standards. I feel like Eden would and and Worse getting even, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it was and chilling. I, it was chilling the way when that Scott Scott was like, no, don't do it anymore, and they just ignored him and kind of turned away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of chilling and it was like, wow. Um and I was I was really proud of him in that moment like you like you yeah. said, you know, for too, you yeah. know, saying taking a stand like you guys are, you know, carrying it way too far and and being like jerks. Um and then he walked away from it. He didn't he didn't stay there and participate or even watch. He's like I'm not even gracing this with my presence anymore and and you know, left. Um so I was really proud of him for that because I, I really just feel, I know Kinsey's a teenager, um, but this was a pretty immature um, kind of act. So I, I just really didn't like that. And and then this Gabe guy, I, I'm so not trusting this guy. Who is this kid? You know, he's not helping at all when he comes up and he's, he's prodding and encouraging her. And I'm like, okay, so who's this guy that is encouraging Kinsey, you know, to go on. I mean, would she have continued would, would, if, if he wasn't there prodding along, which not that that should be an excuse for her carrying on, but would it, would, you know, when Scott spoke up, would it have been enough, you know, then? Um, so I'm, I don't like this yeah. Gabe kid. Well, I don't trust he, him. Yeah. He like Kinsey's aggressiveness is related to her, what she did with a head key, but what's his excuse? He's exactly. just a dickhead. <laughs> exactly. And he, you know, this is that lobster guy, right? Yes. The lobster monster guy. Yeah. He's new in town. Yeah. That's why I just, I don't trust him. He just kind of came out of nowhere. And, He's. And they're kind of bonding this... over their sadism. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like this guy at all. Um, I didn't get a little, you know, I didn't feel bad for him when they're walking through the woods and he's like, oh, you know, my parents are getting divorced. My dad travels a lot. And so they're putting him in boarding school. And, you know, his whole story, I'm like, I don't care, kid. You showed your true colors. I've seen enough of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the th- I think the show actually wants him to be a decent kid, but, uh, they were trying to say that he was just being a typical teenager maybe because the way that he was acting later, he just seemed like an affable guy, but um, you know, like a nice normal kid, Mm -hmm. but man, that was, that was really, really bad. And so either he's just a bad guy, a very bad guy or else the writing is a little off. I feel like, you know what I mean? Cause good normal kids don't take it that far. I don't think. I, I hope not anyway. I, I want to believe no, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I, don't I know. haven't been around um, kids that age in a while, but I know right. the kids my kid used to hang around with wouldn't have taken it that far. Um, but I don't know. So, I mean, that's my number four. That was the only th- kind of thing I wanted to add in was this was this Gabe kid. I, we've seen just very little of him, but I think... I feel like I saw a lot of him in this episode and that was enough for me to give, leave a bad taste in my mouth. Didn't mm. like it. I, so. The one thing I thought was funny is when he saw what, that they made her fall on her face and Kinsey's like, Gabe, you didn't just see what you think you just 
what do you think you just saw? And he goes, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I just saw you guys puppeteering Eden Hawkins. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yep, like you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you did just see what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, if you were going to use that thing, you'd have to make sure to be really discreet about it. Not yeah, she wasn't. You. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't very discreet in the middle of their Harry no Potter fear. lunchroom. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, right there on the stairwell where anybody could walk up or down. And she's got this big old music box, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that was good. What is your number three? Uh, my number three is Party of Five vibes. Because ah, I was getting major sure. party of five vibes this season with Tyler, who's the oldest, trying to be sensible. And he wants to divide up the keys and make a rule that they all have to agree before using them, saying they're weapons, not toys. And Bodie's like, can't they be both? But uh, maybe it was a mistake to leave the music box key with Kinsey after she showed so much glee, making him hit himself in the face and everything. And then later when he's saying to Kinsey, after he saw what he did, what they did to Eden on social media, you used the key today when I explicitly told you not to. And she's like, you're not my parent. And I'm like, man, I'm watching Party of Five right now. He even sounds like Matthew Fox. Matthew I Fox. Think, right. I love Party I, I, of Five. I, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was great. It was a show with a lot of heart. And his voice to me, maybe if I went back and compared it, but the way he was delivering it and even just the the tone of his voice, the timbre of it, it sounded like Matthew Fox. Oh yeah, you might be right. (laughs) But um, later Jackie says to him, at least you have your family, you all seem really close. And he says, it's almost like I have to act like their dad and I suck at it. And that was totally right out of party five too. Totally. Um, But um, anyways, he, he's, he's trying to be careful. He's got a point that this crazy evil woman wants the keys and they actually don't know anything about them and i was thinking about the ring in lord of the rings how if you use it it draws the eye of sauron to you like it could be something like that you know you don't know if using these keys is gonna bring some negative consequences on you especially when you've seen this evil being trying to kill you but um this is a case where kinsey yells at him i'm sorry if you're a slave to your own fear so this is a case like we were talking about last week, a clear case of her not having any fears to her own detriment. She's not worried about things that she should probably be worried about. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's like she's not only lost fear for herself, but all of her fear, like even just, you know, fear for her own family, you know, like she or, or for anyone really like she yeah. has no Doesn't concern. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fear, fear for anyone. Oh, and I should probably say for people who don't know, um, Party of Five was this show. When was it? Back in the early two thousands, maybe or late or the nineties? I think. 90s. Um, I thought it was late nineties and early two yeah. thousands. Yeah. And and uh, Matthew Fox, who was Jack from Lost, he was the older brother of these five kids whose parents got in a car accident, so he had to watch over them. Yep, really good um, series. If yeah, folks out there haven't watched it. I know it's out there somewhere. I, I know it's out there streaming somewhere because I have it on my list on one of my many lists on one of my many streaming services that I subscribe <laughs> to. <laughs> to go rewatch it. Yeah, it's out mm-hmm. there somewhere. I did. I did start it once. I went back and watched the pilot, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I forgot how good this show was." It gets really, really good. I watched it till the end. 
I, I love Who's the girl that got her start on that? Jennifer. Neve Campbell and Jennifer. Um, oh, she was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. What the frig was the her name? The Ghost Whisperer. And yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Anyway. Yeah. She was in that. Neve Campbell, um, Lacey Chabert. Right. Matthew Fox. Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah, Something. he was the other brother. And then there was the baby. <laughs> the baby was always kind of forgotten about. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt, good job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, lots of them got their starts on that show and kind of went and did um, other big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good show. Lots of nostalgia happening here tonight. <clears throat> <clears throat> I like that. Do you have anything else to say about your number three? Was that all? Yep, that's it. Okay. Well, mine is fairly short and sweet, but I wanted to kind of um, just, I feel like, mention it because I, I feel like they made a, a, a big deal of making it known anyway on the show, and that's Nina's scar that Rendell also, I guess, has. Ellie's scar. Ellie. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Why yeah. did I put Nina? See, lack of sleep, guys. There's a lot of characters on the show. A lot of characters. I'm terrible with names. I suck at names. I got to have like the list of names sitting in front of me all the time. At least you didn't introduce Father Gabriel as Father Abraham in front of a crowd of 500 people. (laughs) (laughs) I know know you still get shit over that (laughs) Please welcome to the stage, Father Abraham. Did everyone break into song? Cindy is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You're you're allowed to pass. Um well, anyway, sorry, Ellie Scar. I knew I could see her in my head, but my my note said Nina. So I see Ellie's face, but I say Nina because that's what's in front of me. So I knew who I was talking about. Um but there's Scar that they had. So to me, did it look to you like um it was an upside down keyhole? Kind of. Well, she said upside down teardrop, teardrop. and so that's what I saw. Mm. It looked curved, like uh, it could be. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think there's a pretty decent chance that could be what it is. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's where um, Mark. Maybe he had one too, and that's where he stuck the flame key. Right. That's what I was thinking. Right there, right? Yeah, Yeah. it felt felt like he put it right there. Like he just and he just Mm -hmm. jammed it right there. Um, I I don't know. I feel like now I would almost need to go back and watch. I don't remember seeing a scar when he. Well, I think he had his shirt on though. Did he? Did he do it through his shirt? He didn't open his shirt at all. I don't remember for sure. Well, crud. I don't know. Well, I still feel like I need to go back and just kind of take a look. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe he did do it through his shirt and not. um, I thought for some reason I had a memory of him like kind of pulling his shirt to the side or opening his shirt or something like that. Um, and when he jammed it into his chest, but anyway, uh, so Rendell had one too, Ellie and, and they both had them in the same place. So uh, did everyone in the group have one? You know, that's mm-hmm. a question. And they're lying have. about it. Both of them. Yeah. She's, she's so sketchy. This chick. I know. I have serious <laughs> issues with her. Seri- I'm the show's just like triggering all my trust issues. <laughs> And calling yeah. bullshit like on everything. I mean, going into her house and bringing her kid's doll and saying he left it there. Didn't like it. Yeah. And I love that Nina said, Ellie, you can't just walk into my house. That's another thing. Kind of like when Scott stood up to Kinsey that I was kind of proud of Nina for saying that at least. I mean, she yes. let it go right after that. But still, she she did. She sounded pretty annoyed. <laughs> well, I, 
with good reason. I mean, yeah. and you think of like what they just went through. I mean, they're still only like three or four months out from losing their father and her losing her husband. And, you know, they someone didn't break into their house, but, you know, he came, you know, he, he was kind of in their home, um, you know, and he was being asked to leave and he didn't and pulled a gun out on them and ended up shooting their father and shot Nina. Um, so I, I could see where she and at first it took me I had to kind of rewind it because I was like, what did she hear? I don't know if I just didn't have my volume up enough whenever I was watching the show, the first watch. Um, but, you know, when she kind of comes through the door and there's a long pause and she's kind of looking around like she hears something maybe. But I'm like, I don't hear anything. What is she doing? And then I didn't even notice when when she is looking across the foyer uh, to where the basement door is, I couldn't even tell at first that it was like open. I'm like, what is she even looking at? And then she runs and then she grabs the door and closes it. And I was like, oh shit, I just hold on. So I went, <laughs> let's re- let's try that again. Um, so then I was like, okay, now I hear she, she she's kind of hearing some noises and it sounds like it would be coming from, you know, a basement or something. So you know, we were talking the last episode when they found the ping pong. Well, Ellie knew the ping pong room was there, but Nina didn't know. And they knocked the wall down and they were looking around and you and I were talking about, you know, was Ellie looking for something specific or was she just kind of poking around and, you know, kind of reliving memories. And I mean, that just reaffirms my belief that she definitely was looking for something um, Yeah, when she was down there. And, and, you know, I, I wonder, what did she find what she was looking for? She had a bag with her, and she was uh, clearly mm. th- knew she might have get, gotten caught because she had her son. She, she had Rufus's some doll. plastic bags to put over people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like her. I don't like her. And, I, I again, I'm glad, I'm, I was like, I'm glad people are using their words and telling people that they don't like it when they're doing something that they don't like. Yeah. like Scott spoke I, up to Kinsey and I like that Nina told her, she's like, you can't just come into my house, like key or not. You know, she's like, oh, it's, I just used Rufus's key. You can't do that. You know, wait for someone I to come home I suspect that she's trying, she thinks she's trying to do something helpful just because she looks so worried all the time that it makes me think she's scared of something and that she's trying to help but doesn't want to tell for some reason i could be totally wrong but that's the vibe i'm getting right now Hmm. that she's not malevolent but she's maybe stupid (laughs) yeah i don't think she's malevolent but i don't trust her i know that she's not being honest and i don't like that she's not being honest she's not being forthright and i don't like that um so yeah I, I didn't like that and i just and yeah i think she's lying about the scar just like rendell was probably also lying about the scar uh, maybe for good reason but you know just kind of wondering what that's all about um and what it's from did everyone in their group have one um or just you know kind of questions that i have about that so it's kind of short and sweet my number three well that kind of hits on one of my points that you know nina's become kind of a nancy drew in this episode Mm -hmm. and uh a detective and this uh it really spurs her into action this whole finding ellie in her house and but she also so she goes to see the dean and ask for his help he's not helpful at all by the way he's like no just don't worry about it chill out my (laughs) wife died and uh if you you know if you need anything i'm here but i'm like well that's why she is here (laughs) 
she's trying to get your help but it's like sometimes when people say if you need anything i'm here that's their way of saying can you please go away being dismissive uh, (laughs) yeah but uh she admitted to him that you know sam lesser uh rendell's killer mentioning key house was part of the reason why she came there in the first place so she already that says i'm already trying to investigate why this happened that's it makes a little even more sense why they would go to key house so i kind of like that little Mm -hmm. throwaway line but then at the end uh joe calls her says i just saw something i can't explain it i think i need to show it to you he sounds really flustered and uh that's another mystery there's some mysteries that have been brought up in this episode what did he see why did he need to show it to her was it somehow related to what she told him about this teardrop Mm -hmm. you know that's what she came to him with and then she finds him sitting in the chair with a plastic bag over his head and that moment was really creepy so it was almost getting house on or hill house vibes (laughs) she hears like someone else is in the house and apparently it was ellie right because you see her under the porch I mean, I I think that's what we're supposed to believe. So, yeah. I mean, that that she heard. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows what happened to Joe, whether Ellie had something to do with it. Like, there's so many questions. And, uh, man, because they answered the questions in the comic, I'm still sort of hoping that they all get answered here because I'll be pretty annoyed if they don't. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're getting a lot of questions and very few answers at this point. So. Yeah, but it's early yeah. still. I mean, it's well, it's the middle. It's the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, they don't need to be answering them yet. Not yet. Mm. I'm okay with that. So that that'll be my number, whatever two. Cool. Um. Well, my number two, I want to talk a little bit about hidden memories. And we kind of touched on that when we were talking about the flower key. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of just mention, because it really annoyed the hell out of me, and maybe just because Kinsey's annoying the hell out of me in this particular episode, I'm really just disappointed with um, her actions. And like I said, I, I get it. And I'm like you, I also don't like perfect characters and all, but I'm just, she's really starting to kind of grate my nerves. And maybe I should be more appreciative of that. Um, just a little bit. But when they hear the whispering for the flower key and they go out into the cemetery, and I thought Tyler had a really funny line, was like, oh, I can't wait to see what the key, you know, this key is going to do, finding it out in a graveyard. I'm thinking the same thing. I, I would not be, I would be pissing myself go, hearing all this whispering and being led out to a graveyard. No thanks. Um, but then when she finds it in the vase and she tries to stick her hand out in the vase and her hand's too big to reach down in there, why doesn't she just flip the I vase know, upside down? I know, that's what I thought. Why'd she have to shatter it? she doesn't give a shit about anything anymore. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Tyler's like, no, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, turn it over and dump it out. Jeez. I know, the key should have fallen right out. I don't think it was that big that it was going to get lodged in the neck of that vase. So it's more dramatic, I, I guess. I guess I guess it's supposed to emphasize her don't give a shit attitude, I guess. Yeah. I like you said. So, you know, that you you probably have a point there. It's just like her it's to emphasize her attitude. I thought um, the same thing though. I was like, dude, just dump it out. <laughs> flip it over. Like that's it, it seemed a little bit disrespectful. It's like I think yeah. what Tyler was like, no, 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 don't do that. You know, somebody had that mm. vase there because there, somebody's leaving flowers at someone's grave. You know, it just seems just disrespectful. I didn't see flowers in it, but you know, still yeah. she better clean like, that up. Yeah. It's just disrespect I don't know. Maybe if we just, had teenagers doing this podcast, this whole conversation would not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
so, but anyway, that was the first first point was just like, why don't you just flip that over? That that kind of annoyed me. Why'd you have to shatter it? Um, and then when, so we talked about what the key did when the, when um, all of these memories kind of came out of the ground in these like paint jars. Um, we cool see visual. these. Really cool. That I liked that. It was really cool when before we saw it, we saw like just lights. And you could see like some sort sort of light hitting Tyler's face, and it was like, oh, what the hell is going on? And um, so you look around, and it was you know um, kind of like these yellow and orangish and reddish kind of lights just kind of coming up. Yeah, super cool visuals. They've they've done a, I think a really good job in the show um, with with the visuals. Um, it's been yeah interesting. Um, so when they're looking, you know, through the memories and they're trying to figure out, well, we don't even know whose memories they are yet. And then they start to recognize some of the people. And then when they realize the viewpoints, they realize that they're Duncan's memories. So then you're kind of like, oh, so we know like Duncan has like no memory at all. Like, you know, um, Bodhi asked him in this because Duncan comes back. We haven't seen Duncan in, <laughs> you know, I think a couple of episodes. And it's like he's almost a non-character at this point. I hope that we get more of him you know as we go because i feel like it's going to be kind of important i feel um to the rest of the story and kind of unlocking a little bit of the the mystery of the keys and and the lock family but um uh so we know he has no memory um of like his a lot of his childhood and like what happened to rendell's friends um and then even in this episode you know Bodhi kind of comforts him you know because he's kind of like i you know, I'm, I'm not really sure, you know, why I don't remember that because Bodhi just comes out and asks him, like, do you remember, you know, like I saw you or, you know, I, I saw our great grandpa and he said that, you know, you and dad use these keys and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it was so sweet how Bodhi comforted him. I thought that was really sweet. He's like, yeah. it's okay. You know, it's not your well, fault. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, he's trying to get help from adults and they don't remember and they're no help, but I think that was mutual. I think, um, he was maybe comforting um, Duncan, but he also just needed a hug too. Cause yeah. he's like, well, you're not going to help me any other way, but you can help me this way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think he did. It was a sweet moment. It was a really sweet moment um, between them. Cause you know that um, there's a real affection between them. Like when we mm. first met Duncan in that first episode and meet all of them, you can see that affection um, between yeah. them. So that and was just nice. before that too, it, the camera sweeps quickly over a bunch of drawings that Bodhi's doing and I froze mm-hmm. it and he's drawing floor plans with traps. So he's <laughs> really just kind of fixated on echo and worried about it. Yeah, it's really sad to see someone of such a young age really stress and mm-hmm. worry. And he is, and and adults can't help, so it's even scarier for him. Yeah, and and the relief on his face when at the beginning when Tyler and Kinsey yeah. are hearing the whispering, and he's like, "Oh, yes." You know, I thought now it was we just can me. All protect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this kid's wearing the damn keys around his neck, thinking mm-hmm. that he is the solely responsible. Why does he have them all? I guess, oh, I guess he has them all because he can. He thinks he can protect them. Because Echo can't take yeah. them away from him. So if right. they just leave him laying around, then she might be able to swipe them or, or something. Or if they all so. separated them among themselves. Uh, right. That's why I think they probably did that uh, plot-wise. Because they wanted to have a reason that it would make sense or be okay for the keys to be split up so that Kinsey could have the music box key so they changed it so that they all could now protect the keys 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that you wouldn't be saying, what? That's nuts. You're, you got to leave them all with Bodie. But um, there's no in-story reason for it. So right. I'm a little bit critical of that if they don't have one. Right. Yeah. Maybe that Maybe that is, is why. And I think that would make, make sense to me. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really feeling badly for poor Bodie because I feel like he's really been bearing the weight. Like nobody is believing him, you know, when they, he talks about, well, I mean, they do now, but early on, you know, nobody was really believing him about the well lady. His mom doesn't remember anything. She doesn't remember the keys. She doesn't remember anything that happened with the mirror key. Tyler and Kinsey are kind of fighting amongst themselves and kind of doing their own thing. And, and this poor kid is like bearing the weight of of protecting the keys and, and just that relief that he had um, when he realized like oh I'm not alone you know I felt so bad for that kid so and then I thought that again that sweet moment with him and Duncan again kind of you know like I said kind of getting you know what he needed because um, adults aren't really helping in the moment um, so when we we see that these are Duncan's memories and you know you start kind of put those pieces together and like oh so that's why he remembers like nothing so how how did they get put there and who put his memories there? Was it, was it Rendell? Um, and, and why would he do that? And did you notice that I feel like the timing of when we see that key that it doesn't have a name, but the key that changes your appearance. So we see that Kinsey's looking at that and she's like, Oh my gosh, Tyler, you have to see this. And then he's like, you know, he's fixated on the one that he's looking at. So now we see, after we see, um, and I think it's Rendell, but I'm not 100% sure. I feel like the kids look so much different than their adult counterparts that I have a difficult time sometimes trying to figure out um, which which adult when I'm seeing the younger version of them, who's who. And I think it was Rendell that was the one changing his face um, in, in the one memory. And then when we see in what Tyler is holding up, what looks to be Rendell beating the hell out of somebody. I don't know if he... Well, I read the synopsis on uh Wikipedia afterwards, and it said he was beating Lucas to death. Okay, I I don't know if that's right, but oh, I thought Lucas was hollering at Rendell, going, "Rendell, stop!" Mm, Okay, but maybe maybe it's not right. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I had the close captioning. Either way, he was beating someone up. Okay. Well, I I, and it was Rendell because then Tyler says maybe that's why he didn't want to come back here. Right. But was it? But I feel like the timing of we see a key that changes appearance, and then we see Rendell. Oh uh, yeah, because I'm like I, I Rendell seems clearly to be a good person in their in mm-hmm. all their memories of him. So I was thinking maybe he was possessed, but I think you're probably right that someone maybe changes their appearance to look like him. Yeah, that's why I yeah I just feel like the timing that we see there's a key that can do that, and then we see something completely un- uncharacteristic at least according to at least from the memory like you said the flashbacks and then the memories that we've been shown of the you know what the kids remember um Rindle seemed to be a, a pretty decent guy and she's like you know dad wouldn't even kill a spider in the house um no way would he do something like this um so something that you know we're supposed to believe is uncharacteristic could it be somebody was you know, pretending to be him. So that's kind of some questions that I have. And then, and then also I feel like, again, with some of the theme of what we've seen with the kids' memories when they're using the head key and we're seeing uh, memories and how the kids all heard different versions of like what they remember from the story that their dad told them. It was the same story, but they just remember different parts of it or they remember it differently. And Kinsey talking about how memories can be subjective and we know that mm-hmm. they're not always reliable. So it's like, okay, so these are Duncan's memories. How true is is what he's seeing? Or is it because it's the head, or not the head key, um, the this 
key that changes Flower your appearance key. you know oh, yeah, could it yeah. could it be that you know yeah. so I, I don't know if we're supposed to really know that but it's just some questions no, that kind of came out of that you better fucking figure it out by the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah better pony up in the end better follow through <laughs> don't leave us hanging <laughs> anyway that that's my number two so what's your number it's one your number one right no, no it's my number two it's your number two got it yeah. okay um my number one is is tyler and jackie oh and yeah they're cute yes and i'm a sucker for it i admit it and Jackie, Jackie says to Tyler, I think fortune tellers are for lazy people who want the world to dictate who they are. If you want something to happen, make it happen. As she looks like pointedly into his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, that's an invitation, buddy. Um, and, and Logan said that told Tyler, hey, she's really picky, but she's chosen you. So don't screw it up. And I think Mm -hmm. that's true. And then I thought it was really nice later when Tyler's like really frustrated about having to kind of play these, his brother and sister's father. And she's trying to show support. And she's like, you're right. You're not their father, but you're their brother and you're a good brother. And then she's like, you're strong, you're kind, and you have a good sense of who you are. And he's like, you don't know that. And she goes, I do. And then they kiss and there's this nice music and I'm like totally dying. Like, Oh, this is so sweet. Uh, and uh, I had posted in our Facebook group because uh, I'm getting this similar feeling often on this show where I see two c- characters falling for each other, either Tyler and Jackie or Kinsey and Scott earlier. And I just have this feeling of, you know, when you see a rom-com or whatever, and it's just like, oh, that is so nice. And I don't know what to call that. Like, what is that feeling I'm having? It's not romance. They're having the romance, but I'm not feeling that. I'm just really happy for them and but it's not just happy it seems like there should be a more specific name for that you you gave me an idea it was something i'd never heard of sympathetic joy yeah yeah that seems right it, it feels like a softening you know like a mm-hmm. like a yeah it's a nice feeling like i know some people don't care about it and that's why they don't like rom-coms or i don't i'm not a big into rom-coms either but i have watched shows like party of five or um some 90210 and this kind of reminds me of that a little bit yeah (laughs) sometimes (laughs) well and i am typically not a rom-com girl you know there there are not like i just typically am like no they're all the same they're you know you're not a rom-com girl um not usually yeah I mean, I and I well, and I dig that a guy can like appreciate uh, a romance, whether it's in a rom com or if it's just in and even like a show like this. This is not a rom com. It's you know, not, yeah. But it's it has some romantic sweet moments between yeah. some couples. So, you know, I, I like that. You know, males can appreciate that as well as what females can. So. Um, so I mean I'm I'm not usually into typical rom coms. There are a few that do stand out that just really pull at my heartstrings and give me all the feels. Uh, you know, uh, the Notebook. I'll say that one. The Notebook gets me every time. Um, but yeah, I, I have those same feelings. They're I think they're doing a pretty good job showing you know the emotion because I feel like they are these you know sweet little moments. Um, and I really like Tyler and Jackie. I think they really. I think she really gets him. I yeah, think that's I almost, different for Tyler. I, I almost, yeah. I'm hoping he doesn't screw it up. I guess <laughs> is what I'm feeling because <laughs> it feels like that's what could happen. 
<laughs> like so many guys do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they fumble. I mean, you know, there's. I could also see a different relationship and be like, oh, she's going to mess this up. But in this one, it feels like he's got way more of a chance of messing it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably because um, I feel he's probably not inexperienced with girls, not like his first girlfriend, first girl he's kissed or anything like that. But I think. I think Jackie's probably a little bit different than others. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. he, he's kind of looking at her like, yeah, like, oh, wow, she's different than other girls I've dated. Like, she's smart and, um, you know, she, she, I like she's how strong. she confronted him. Yeah, she confronted yeah. him, when, you know, about the whole thing with Eden. Like, you know, you really disappointed me with that. Um, so, you know, right. I, yeah. I think that there was a, you know, in fact, I feel like he hasn't really earned this level of devotion from her. She doesn't seem all that picky. <laughs> so she's, well, I don't know. According to Logan, she is. I know so. that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I, if she really believes that he's strong and he know, has a sense of who he is and he's a good brother and I, you know, I, I, I can give it the benefit of the doubt, but there is a part of me that's like, really? <laughs> Maybe he just needs to believe in himself like she believes in him. Yeah. And yeah. then he won't screw it up. <laughs> but yeah, he's got, I think, definitely the higher potential for failure here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's really sweet. <clears throat> that's all I had. I like it. Um, nice little romance sprinkled with all the, the freaky, magical, <laughs> evil, witchery happening. Um, well, you mentioned my number one a little bit earlier whenever you talked about um, Joe Ridgway. So mine was R.I.P. Joe Ridgway. So the whole mystery surrounding what happened to Joe, what was it that he wanted to show Nina? Like, because he, like you said, he kind of was just like, you know, well, yeah, I'm kind of here for you, but, you know, what are we going to do? And he's just kind of casual about it, which really frustrated Nina, um, understandably so. Um, so now what was it that was so important that, you know, he felt he needed to show her that maybe was related to what they were talking about before. And I know that Ellie was creeping around. Is that who um, Nina heard? I don't know. But Ellie was there. Um, So I think it's too obvious that we see her to think that she was the one that killed Joe. I don't think it was her. Um, I think that they're doing a lot of you know because we keep questioning her motives you know and we don't trust her and we feel she's really sketchy and you know full of shit at this point um so i think it's too obvious to say it's ellie and and that this would be pointed to her so i i I don't believe it was her um but i do think that she was lying you know uh, like we were talking about in the previous episode i think she's got a lot building up against her um and i wonder so she was there how long was she there um, from when Joe died? Like, did she see what Joe wanted to show Nina? Did she take it before Nina showed up? Or, you know, just kind of all the questions. I just have questions. Yep. About her involvement. And um, maybe she saw or somehow was trying to prevent Joe from showing. Not killed him, but maybe... um, came after he had already been killed, saw what he wanted to show Nina and she swiped it. And then Nina shows up, doesn't see exactly what Joe wanted her to see, but finds him instead. So yeah, kind of getting frustrated by all the questions, um, but hoping we get answers. I'm not, I mean, I don't, 
I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, if, like I said, if we don't find out by the end of the season, some of the answers to some of these, then I'll be frustrated. But right now I don't want the answers. Yeah. I'm just, I'm impatient. I, I, I <laughs> you just can watch all, the rest of it tonight. No, no, I still, I enjoy the week by week. Um, and especially this show, I feel like it's good to sit and digest it and kind of think about it a little bit. You know, I watch it early um, for for fun, the fun watch um, before I dive into it later. So I like being able to kind of sit on it for a while. So you're impatient and you like waiting. Have I ever mentioned <laughs> before it. that I'm a total contradiction? I think I probably multitudes. Yeah, I'm I, I don't ever make sense. And I'm uh, always a contradiction. So if if no Got one it. knows that by now, and you always make sense, make and you never contradict yourself. I always contradict myself. <laughs> 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 I am a contradiction. <laughs> always. <laughs> I stand by that. Anyway, do you have any notes? Yeah, let's see. So Kinsey says Lucas, Jeff, and Kim drowned in the sea cave, and. We may have seen the names Jeff and Kim in the yearbook. I'm not sure. But for me, that it was a mystery what the last two kids were named of Rendell's high school friends because mm. there were seven. So mm-hmm. we got Rendell, Aaron, Mark, Lucas, Ellie, Jeff, and Kim. We know all their names now. That's all. Um, and I have a... I have a cousin, Jeff, who's married to a Kim. That's what came up for me. And then <laughs> what else? The only other note I have that we haven't already talked about is that Scott says he wants to use the keys for good and he wants to use them to make the splattering better. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? I I don't, I I don't know if we've seen him learn about any of the keys except for the head key, but maybe Kinsey told him about the other ones, but either way, I don't um, know for sure how they would use the key. I'm curious right now. I'm trying to think of it. Maybe they'll send somebody into the, what do they call that place that the mirror key takes you to? I forgot the name, but anyway, send someone mm-hmm. in there with a camera. <laughs> no, probably not. But uh, I don't know. Did you have any ideas of what he was getting at? No, I didn't. Hmm. Hopefully I, we'll see. We'll see what he was talking about. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be pretty creative. I mean, he seems like the right type to be a filmmaker. Um, so I think he's a, pretentious loser no, i'm just kidding <laughs> not nice <laughs> i'm channeling e. <laughs> is that it yeah that's all i got okay the, well the only note that we haven't already um talked about was and this is just so minor but it just stuck out to me so we know Scott's phone was dead. He said it had been dead for hours when he goes and throws rocks at Kinsey's window. And um, he makes a point to, you know, you see like the dead battery on the front of his phone and he, you know, asked to use her charger and he plugs it in. They chat. Um, and then when they go downstairs, he did, I didn't see him take his phone off the charger. If It seems like he was just there. Like he literally walked in and then he's leaving. Did he get his phone? I feel like his phone's still in the room on the charger maybe that's just I don't something know. I didn't notice that's just it bugged me I was like wait a minute I mean yeah I think they showed that it really was you know they really featured prominently the empty battery just so we would know that he was telling the truth I guess I don't know but yeah I didn't I don't know if he took his phone or not he didn't seem there long enough to, to really actually charge have his, charge his phone and then to um 
he, I didn't see him grab his phone because I guess we don't have to see everything, but yeah, I guess that's yeah. just an assumption. But I'm like, I feel like you weren't even there long enough. I mean, I know one time my phone died enough and that I plugged it in. And even though it was plugged in and charging, it still took like a full five or 10 minutes before it even showed it was charging. Like it was so dead. It wouldn't even acknowledge the charge <laughs> before mm. it even got to like a 1%. And I was like, oh shit, my phone's just not even going to charge anymore. That's how dead it is. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, that was the only note that I had. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, so we don't have any news this week because, again, um, I'm trying not to be um, spoiled by how uh, the series ends. So I keep checking to see if they've renewed it, but they haven't. I think yeah. they, you know what, though? I noticed that Lock and Key was in the top 10 because Netflix now has this top 10 that shows the yeah, like number shows one today. That most number two people today. are looking at. Yeah, yeah, it's like that are getting the most views, and it was in the top ten up until just a couple of days ago since it came out. And it feels like that should be a good sign. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're looking for as far as numbers and what they're going to feel good about because I feel like that's like they told them to go ahead and you know they haven't exactly greenlit it, but they were like, well, if you want to start mapping it out, that's fine. Just in case. So I guess they were just waiting for those numbers. I don't know what those numbers have to be. I haven't looked up the numbers. I don't really understand Netflix numbers. I feel like, you know, you hear some of those Netflix numbers and you're like, really? You know, that, <laughs> that yeah, many? I read that they wait for 30 days to decide on a lot of shows, not every show, but it has been 30 days because it premiered on February 9th, I think. Yeah. And well, and the we're in the but fifth then week, it's, so. I also read that they will um, sometimes, even though they've they'll wait another couple of weeks after that. So I feel like if we don't find out within a couple of weeks, I feel like we'll find out within a couple of weeks. Hopefully. I hope so. That's the only thing that I look for. I, I try to find other interesting things, but like I said, without, they, because they'll talk about, well, let's talk about the lock and key season one. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about the whole season yeah. one. Um, so that's the only <laughs> thing I have been looking for is if they've greenlit. At this two. point, I'll be pretty bummed if they don't renew it. I'm I'm totally in on the series, so I want I'm, them to keep it going. I'm totally in, and they still, I mean, without talking too much about it, I feel like they still have good source material. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not using the entirety of all of the volumes uh, from the comics, so... Or at least in this first season, there's still more. And I hope that's not too spoilery for anyone or anything, but I feel like they still have enough material that, you know, we can keep the story moving. Um, So anyway, yeah, fingers crossed um, announcement for season two to come soon. Looking for it. So with that being said, let's jump into our listener feedback portion of the podcast, our listener responses. I'll go ahead and just jump on to the first one um, from our friend Jennifer Draymond Hollander says, I kind of like the new Fearless Kinsey until she went too far with Eden. Someone needs to dig that fear up and put it back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that line tickled me so much. (laughs) we all need some fear in our lives otherwise i'd likely be in prison (laughs) my favorite part of the episode was the memories in the cemetery it seems they could be very revealing to the past while it seems like ellie has killed joe i'm hoping it was someone else and she's just hiding i thought we were going to see sam escape so i wondered if he would be there snooping around looking forward to the next show yeah that's a good point they they uh should totally just look 
through all those. I mean, it might, it's a little invasive, but they could probably learn a lot if they wanted to. Yeah. We only saw sure. them there for a while, right? And then I don't know if we there was saw a lot of them, jars. them leave. They were just there at the end, I think. Yeah, they only but, we only see them pick up a couple of jars. And there were, mm-hmm. gosh, I mean, I didn't do a count, but they were surrounded by them there in that mm-hmm. cemetery. So there's a you could learn a lot. Yeah. Pake Allen says, really good episode. The horror definitely cranked up a little bit here. Also, I'm getting a little suspicious of Gabe for reasons. Well, tell mm. us why. I mean, <laughs> besides <laughs> the fact that he's a sadistic asshole. Right. <laughs> Pretty sure he, he maybe. maybe what else? Yeah. Why? If, if he can tell us why. Maybe because um, I know Pake's a fan of the comics. Maybe it relates. Oh, to... oh right. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want. Well, if you're okay with this, Rima, mm-hmm. you could also write to us that has comic related stuff and we can just read that in the comic talk section, right? Yeah, absolutely. People might have glazed over that because when I made a post for every episode that right before we started podcasting about it, because, well, that was a really good idea that you had. So that for people that binged it and didn't want to wait for us to put up a post week by week, like I normally do, I went ahead and put all the posts up. And I did mention in each post, like, hey, it's totally fine if you want to talk Um, something about the comics just put it in your comment that hey this is now I'm going to go into comic talk or this is all comic talk something to let either me or someone else know um, if someone else is reading comments like the um, other listeners um, so that way if they don't want to get spoiled and then we know kind of an appropriate place to put it so yes totally fine if you guys want to leave a voicemail um, a comment or an email that's comic related we'll read it so, yeah, thanks for the reminder. I don't, I, people might have missed that whenever I posted those way back when. Um, next comment from our friend Doug Fick. He says, So Kinsey buried her fear, but apparently not her common sense. Um, it seemed all agree that the keys are dangerous, yet she reveals the music box key to another relative stranger. Maybe there's a bit of fear in common sense. Maybe that is why she has revealed more. Again, Gabe does not seem all that amazed by seeing what the box key does. Maybe he knows more than we think. Just when I was thinking what was the purpose of Duncan's character and the simple reason that adults cannot remember key-related memories, we see they were taken and buried. The question is, who buried them? Rendell, Echo, or Ellie? The reveal of the face key tells me that it will be a part of the plot to come, or maybe already is. I I, I knew that Joe was dead the minute Nina heard his voicemail, but it can't be Ellie. Too obvious? Hopefully not, but the show sometimes leans on the cliche missed echo, or, or sorry, leans on um, the cliche missed echo in the episode. She always does something fun. Halfway home, y'all enjoying the breakdown. Yeah, this is the first one that Echo wasn't in. Um, I think Gabe seemed the same level of amazed as most kids are seeming by these keys. You know, he's like, wait a minute, what? How, how did you get Eden in on it? no, you're actually saying you can do it. Let me try. That's the show showing how amazed people are by these keys. Mm. <laughs> I don't think he was pretending because <laughs> he already knew about him or something. Now I'm fully okay with being wrong about that, but that's my sense of it. <clears throat> okay. Lindsay Schlicht says, how come no one mentions the headless ballerina in the music box? <laughs> Rima did. <laughs> this could be an interesting key. Hard to see how it could be useful for any good. I'd definitely be suspicious of this one. I know the character Eden said physical comedy wasn't her forte, but the actress really nailed it in the scene. Totally. I agree. I think they picked her because she was good at that. Yeah. 
that's why they picked that actress i bet when nina asked joe about the scars i got the vibe he knows something considering what happened to him later it seems he definitely knows more than he said really wish we could have seen whatever it was he found and wanted to show nina the new key is confusing. Are they Duncan's memories only? Is that why he remembers nothing? Why? And I really couldn't tell what they saw. Was Rendell killing someone? Yes, I think so. One of the kids who supposedly drowned? Yeah. Subtitles said Kim yelled for him to stop. Kim was one of the kids who also was supposed to have drowned, right? Yes. Does that mean they also killed Kim? We don't know. Definitely enjoyed this darker episode much more. Oh, that's oh, cool. that's good because I know Lindsay mm-hmm. is kind of struggled. I think. Yeah, she's not a nine hundred two one zero fan. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <clears throat> um, next one we have is from Maria Lawson. She says, "Did Kinsey bury her conscience along with her fear?" That stunt with Eden went from a little funny to harsh real fast. I think there is something not right with Gabe. Letting him in on the keys is probably going to be something Kinsey regrets later. Poor Joe. I should have guessed the nice guy was a goner, but that was, um, but was that Nina below the balcony in the last shot or an escape Sam Lesser wearing Nina's face? Hmm. He uh, means Ellie. Yeah. 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 It's doing the did. same thing I did. <laughs> Too many names. Or she means Ellie. You, Sorry, Maria. You get, a, you get a pass, Maria. I don't think we know yet what the key Echo took off the kid she pushed into the subway does. And Kinsey saw that memory of Duncan's at the end showing the face changing one. I really feel bad for Duncan too, having all those memories taken from him. I do wonder if somehow he was a part of the choice to do it though. I can understand wanting to forget that last memory we saw of his. Hmm. The I think the key that they took off that Echo took off the kid was the the flame key. The flame key, yeah. Yeah, they found that at Mark's house, the guy who killed himself with it, or we presume killed himself, and then she gave it to uh, Sam, and we don't know what he she wants him to do with it yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. Yeah. I think she was going to give it to Sam in prison or in jail. It seemed, she would look like the, it's what she was handing over to him, and it kind of cut, yeah. cut to black at that point. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to find out what happened as soon as we're done with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Greg Schwamm says, one, Kinsey without fear is just kind of a bitch. (laughs) Way too far with Eden, even though she was asking for some of it. Two, Gabe normally is also kind of a bitch. (laughs) Maybe bullying led him to be that way, but he's like a kid who just got power without learning the consequences of it. Yeah, I I kind of felt like with him, what they were getting at is that he just doesn't have a good home life. And so he's it's kind of messed him up a little bit with his parents getting a divorce. Who a lot knows? of moral guidance yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Three. I don't see how all the kids immediately don't realize that the music box falling into the wrong hands would be horrendous. Maybe Kinsey's lack of fear is blinding her common sense as well, but there's no way that, what does that say? Couldn't and wouldn't be weaponized. The tree key. Four, it seems like this key was specifically used to store memories. I can't imagine that Duncan took them out himself, but can you imagine someone else in your head pulling out all of your memories? Talk about rape of the mind. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Uh, Five, poor Nina finally got a friend in Joe Ridgeway, and again, someone in her life was painfully murdered. I'm having a hard enough time not using tobacco during normal life. Going through this shit and trying not to start drinking again would be a flipping nightmare. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe she will. 
and he has two number fours, but I'll say five and six, six. I will have to go back to the first episode again to look at Mark. Mark Cho's chest. Did he have a similar scar to Rendell's and Ellie's? Maybe they had a pack to use the fire key on themselves to prevent Echo from getting it. Update. I looked again and he stabbed himself much lower in the chest than their scars were. Oh, maybe that's not it then. Oh, he did the work for us because I was going to yeah. go back <laughs> and watch. So that was a good one. Hmm. Okay. That was all really great. Thanks, Greg. Um, and Greg, if you remember, had a really great voice message last week, and he made a comparison to um, it from Stephen King and episode four of Lock and Key. And we weren't um, sure what he was getting at. Yeah. Yes. So um, Greg heard our call for help, and he elaborated for us. So I'm I'm going to read what he mentioned about that um, because I know I was really curious, and Jason, you were curious, in case you listeners were also curious. So in regards to um, Greg's call last week, he says. It was my first Stephen King book and wildly influential to my thought processes, especially in suspense and horror. I seem to have a decent memory for scenes, and this is the one I was talking about on my call. So spoilers for It and episode four of Lock and Key. Pennywise realizes that the Losers Club may hurt him or make him suffer. So Pennywise enlists uh, Henry's help to go to Derry and take care of the Losers Club in the event Pennywise can't. In this clip, he gives him a knife, a totem of sorts. In episode four, when Bodie realizes Echo can't take the key from him, she goes to Sam and gives him the matchstick key, a similar totem. What I was saying was that whatever Echo is, ghost, apparition, whatever, can't take the keys from Bodie, but perhaps Sam can because he's a real and then she can get it from Sam like she took the matchstick key from the subway kid yeah that makes sense yeah she's using other people to do things she can't exactly yeah she's somehow manipulating Sam to um, get them for her and probably not going to be very pretty so thank you Greg for um, hearing us and giving those um giving your two cents to help clear that up that helped me greatly okay we've got an email too should i read it i think you should it says well it's from laura Mm -hmm. and it says aloha reman jason i've cut up I've caught up on lock and key and hear my thoughts so far. Awesome. I'm glad you're into it. Let's see if you like it. I fucking hate it. No, I like the series, but I'm a little bit heartbroken that it's not as chilling as I'd hoped for. Yeah. Us too. Have you listened to the podcast? We kind of went through this whole phase and finally made it to acceptance, but yeah, (laughs) the well lady did give me the willies when she was a mystery phantom down in the well, but then she just turned out to be a smoking hot demon murderers still holding out hope to see her transform into a decaying corpse or acid spitting tentacle monster by the finale though then she's got a happy face and a really ugly demon i do like the kids and the whole lock family especially Bodie, whose childish curiosity thankfully feels more sincere than some obnoxiously precocious tv children carl <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't obnoxious was he obnoxiously precocious he seemed pretty 
kind of low key to me. But anyway, in fact, I appreciate that a lot of the characters seem more rounded and realistic than your typical young adult TV tropes. I agree. I'm really liking the character of Scott with one T. Aside from his lovely Britishness, he's a sweet, understanding and totally respectful dude, which we see demonstrated in this episode when he tells Kinsey and Gabe to put the brakes on torturing Eden. However, that probably means he's 100 percent an evil monster, (laughs) which will most likely be revealed to us in the finale. No spoilers. I'm not there yet. Just my assumption, according to modern TV tropes. All right. Off to binge more. No, I don't think I don't think so. He's a nice guy. Hmm. Stay classy. Strange indeed, Laura. Cool. I'm glad you're watching it. Yeah, I'm really excited um, that she got caught up. I knew that she had um, wanted to get caught up with, with us and she always has some really great things to say. So that's awesome. Had some great feedback this week. Lots of people chiming in on the Facebook page. Um, great email from Laura. And then, of course, we have um, where would we be if we didn't have our voice call um, from our good friend Steve? Hey, Jason and Rima. This is Steve. And this is uh, um, I had a whole thing set up. I, I thought this episode was entitled Family Ties. And this I had this whole <laughs> vocal thing where I started singing the Family Ties uh, TV show uh, theme song. And I was going to it was going to be cool. And but it's not called Family Ties. It's called Family Tree. So I abandoned that. Um <laughs> So here are my thoughts on Family Tree from Lock and Key. Uh, that uh, creepy ballerina, creepy ballerina, I can't talk tonight. The creepy ballerina's got no head. It's got no head. That's weird. <laughs> Where's the head? Are they going to find it? I, is it the head key? I don't know. Um, I, I, it was interesting, Logan being good friends with, with Jackie. That was kind of interesting. I did like when he made that whole comment to uh, Tyler about how how he is like Eden and Jackie's not like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, kind of cool little moment there. Um, Scott, um, <laughs> he wants to get a little charge from Kinsey. I don't know if it was meant to be a double kind of in time, but there you go. Um, I love I love Rufus Rufus's openness. I love his honesty. I love his his asking questions. I love the way he said to her to Nina. He said, "Do you want me to tell her that you're upset?" And and Nina's like, "No, no. I just pass on the message." Thought it was really really cool. Uh, I like that that little moment. Um, and Kinsey talking about how the keys are the legacy that their father left to them is really cool. And uh, seeing Duncan's memories all strewn in that graveyard and wondering, you know, how did they pick and choose what memories they were going to take out? And so it, it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm excited to watch the next episode. And I can't wait to hear what you guys thought of this one. Sorry this went a little long. I, I did a separate voicemail about the comic. And I'll probably do another voicemail about the comic because there is a lot of differences. All right. Uh, talk to you later. <laughs> awesome. So he he said that. And then um, I told him he should go ahead and do the family ties theme. And I saw he sent me an audio thing in chat. So I'm going to play it now. I don't really know what it is. You might have to cut this out, but let's see what he said, what he did. (laughs) Okay. What would we do baby without us? 
Sha la la. <laughs> hey, strange indeed. It's Steve. Uh, this is for Family Ties. Get it? What we do? It's the theme song. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's great. Dude. So glad you got him to do that. Thank you, Steve. That was amazing. Wow, lots of lots of great feedback this week. Um, like I said, lots of great um, uh, feedback in the Facebook page, um, emails, and of course, um, love when you guys email us a voice message as well. So thanks everyone for all that great feedback. Um, so the next portion of the podcast is the comic talk section. So again, if you don't want to hear about the comics or get spoiled about the comics, maybe you're getting caught up on them. I hope I, I, I've seen a couple of folks are really interested that weren't comic readers. Um, and so this is kind of brought out their interest. They're like, I oh, know I want to go get the comics. So uh, maybe you're still into the comics. It's great. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, I totally, it's one of my favorite all time favorite comics. Every time someone messages us or reaches out to me and, and they're kind of talking about, it, I'm like, I totally encourage you to do it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that they're really great and I'm certainly digging them as well. But if you're, if you don't want to be spoiled or maybe you don't want to hear about um, any of the comic talk, then you might, I want to skip ahead a little bit because we are getting ready to start in three, two, and one. So, okay. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, 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 everywhere. Spoilers. Um, so, your initial thoughts. Did you have any thoughts about the events of the show this week and how it relates or d- at least is different from the comics? Well, I have a couple questions because okay. I really, I don't know. I remember some things about the end of the comic and I remember a lot about the very beginning and the whole head key. But at this point in the story, I just don't, I don't know why, but I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember Kinsey being kind of um, cold and maybe even unbearable in the comic. Mm -hmm. But uh, my questions are, was the music box key even in the comic? Um. So the music box was, but it had a smaller role. Like, did it do the same thing? I th- I think that it did, but I don't think that they really ever really used it. He they used it they like did this. not take it to school and humiliate okay. a classmate. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. And I also don't remember Rendell killing anyone in the comic. No, as a I, kid, I yeah, I don't think that was. That's new, right? Yeah. I think, think it is so. anyway. But I'm not, I'm again, not finished yet. So you haven't finished yet. So it might come later. The only other thing I had is that this flower key, it reminded me a little bit of the head key from the comics just because they're looking at miniature things. Although I don't know if you can pull them in or put them, probably not. But anyway, that's, that's the, my, my extent of the contribution. So I'm curious what you're going to say about the comic. Well, I mean, I only have a few things um, because th- I didn't feel there was a whole lot from this episode um, mm-hmm. from the comic or talk or is like, you know, this happened versus this happened um, that I could really pull from memory. So th- some of the differences are so we, we kind of touched upon um, what was talked about in the last episode and then in this episode as Tyler and Kinsey are now also considered to be keepers of the key and how that relates to Echo not being able to take, you know, the key from, from them or from Bodhi. So Mm -hmm. in the show, 
that's kind of how they're handling it. And it seems to be kind of, I, my theory is, is it's kind of tied by this family magic. I feel like there's something about the Locke family and the history behind the Locke family. There's some kind of magic here. And that's, this is where all the keys kind of come from and have, um, have evolved. Um, but in the books, Tyler and Kinsey just hide the keys really well. So there's a difference there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they've kind of handled that, chosen to handle mm-hmm. that a little bit differently in the, in the show versus uh, the comics. Um, the, I guess they're calling it the ident- identity key, the, the one that changes your face, changes your appearance. So this was invented for the show. Um, because in the comics, they have two separate keys for changing your appearance. The gender key, which changes your gender, and then the skin oh, key, which alters your race. I forgot about that one, yeah. right? Gender key. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, the identity key is kind of like a combo, and I feel, I guess, a little bit more versatile because you can yeah. use it for both. Right. Is that ringing yeah. a bell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's yeah something maybe spoilery but yeah we won't talk about it yeah, yeah. that's maybe yeah that's, that's as far as I, I was gonna go with that one mm-hmm. um and then the flower key which we've talked about this is uh new to the show um as far as i know that is not in the comics um as far as i've gotten and that i've read about um and it seems to be right now anyway the most mysterious uh or at least we're calling it the flower key because that's really we weren't really given an official name of it that's just what it looked like um whenever they found it um and we're not entirely sure like we kind of mentioned not entirely sure what its function is or or it's kind of hard to describe because they use it to turn it in a key yeah the jars they're using it to discover these memories but was it also used to create them and what was that process like yeah well and i feel like because kinsey makes a point uh when she's when they're they're picking up the jars and they're like what are we even looking at and they're like it's memories and then she's like it's like my you know, when she goes into her head, it's like in the candy shop when she touches the box uh, of a memory and she, they can view it. It's like, did, did someone go into Duncan's head? Did someone use the head key on Duncan and go into his head and pluck those memories out? Like Kinsey, when she's, you know, pulling out a box and, you know, of her memory, did someone take those memories out of his head and bury them, you know, in these jars? That's, and does he know? Was he consenting to this? This is all kind of disturbing. Um, you know, is he aware of that? Or maybe he's not aware because he doesn't have any memory of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so yeah, kind of kind of confusing as to the purpose or its function, how it really works, I guess. Um, so I'm still thinking about that gender key because I remember being tripped <laughs> out by that in the comic and you see the opposite gender version of each of the characters that use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was so creative, but I wonder if maybe they don't, they didn't include it that way in the show just because now gender's starting to be looked at as more fluid and non-binary yeah you know maybe maybe yeah so yeah that's a good point maybe maybe they try to do that because it is more progressive right and you know a progressive alternative having the one key instead of um one Mm -hmm. key for each so yeah kind of kind of neat how they did that but um but yeah, going back to the the flower key, we're just speculating at this point that maybe it was Rendell Locke that likely used the flower key to hide the memories there. But is that really its entire purpose? I mean, it seems very specific, right? I mean, yeah. if that's all that that I does. I feel like, yeah, we know so little that 
we just need to watch more to figure it out. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm that's a cop out and I should be speculating more, but I just have a lot of questions. Oh, same here. But, um, but yeah, that's all that I have so far. Um, for comic talk and, and kind of the differences, there's probably more and I'm open. Like I said, uh, like we mentioned earlier, if you guys want to send a voicemail or, um, a comment on, on the Facebook page or email us, um, just let me know that it's something. I mean, I guess if I'm reading it, I'll see that, but if you can kind of label it and let me know that it's something specific to comic, we'll either read it or play it. Um, if it's a voice message during the comic talk section, I'm kind of interested to kind of get some other thoughts. Yeah, for the comic readers. Yeah, yeah, from all you comic readers, I know there's a lot mm-hmm. of you fans out there. So I'm, I, I would definitely love to hear from some of you guys too, and that. Me too. Yeah, great. Well, that's actually a good segue because as Steve mentioned in his other voicemail, he did send us. Um, he has. Um, been interested as well and I encouraged him I'm like yeah definitely go pick up that first one I think you'll be hooked and I think that um, he he was really starting to enjoy them so he decided to um, send us another voice message that is comic related so um, I I look forward to hearing this one here we go hey Raymond and Jason it's Steve this is for uh, comic the comic talk section for strange indeed uh for lock and key and i just started volume two so i'm still in what we're kind of seeing in the show and i just have uh, just a couple of quick things with comparison i i like that they changed the home invasion a little bit because it changes the family dynamic that's that's going on with uh, with the the uh, with nina and the kids um, so I kind of like that they did that, that they changed the, the way the home invasion kind of went down and, and what happened. Um, because it's, it's one thing that I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. So see, reading the comic book, I can see his influences on his son because there's a certain amount of, uh, brutality and crudeness in the comic that is typical, uh, at least my, in my opinion, typical of, of Stephen King's kind of writing. And I'm glad they didn't transfer a lot of that to the, the show. And, uh, so that's, that's one thing just for me and my personally, you know, uh, I also like the, the change in there's a bit of a change in Nina's character as well in the fact that she's a recovering alcoholic. It whereas in the comic she's pretty much full blown still in that state of uh, alcoholism. So uh, I think I like the the way the show did the head space, the head uh, the head key better than the comic book. I like what the comic book did as a comic book, but I think that medium, I think it would have been very difficult with CGI and everything to transfer that. I think it would have been a lot of busyness on the screen that uh, we might not have been able to, we'd have to, you know, pause it and try to screen capture things. And so I'm glad they, they went that route. And uh, so I can't wait to finish the series. Uh, Like I said, I'm only in volume two. Talk to you later. That's cool to get the feedback. Yeah, I, I don't know, Steve, if you've read any other um, Joe Hill, but you're right. He's really brutal. I think even sometimes more brutal than Stephen King. And there's a short story that he did called In the Tall Grass. And it mm. is it'll make you feel depressed afterwards. So don't read that because it's really bad. <laughs> you know, they adapted In the Tall Grass and it's on Netflix. I know. I yeah. read that uh, it's kind of, they padded it out and it wasn't as good, but I'm still curious to watch it because it's directed by Vincenzo Natale who did Cube and Splice and all kinds of weird stuff. Right. Yeah. I hadn't watched it. We talked about maybe um, covering that 
um, as a one-off, you know, since it is just a movie um, and not like mm-hmm. a series, but doing it like a, if we had like a one-off or a, a kind of a break between weeks or something that we might cover that when it came out, but it, it, it just never came to pass. Um, but I, I think I'd rather read the book first. I feel like I'm always more pleased with the book. So if you read that, let me know. Cause I, I thought it was good, but I like some pretty messed up shit sometimes. So and it's I don't. very messed up. Very, very messed up. No, I think more, you like it. I don't think Steve is going to like it. Dark and twisty, the better. <laughs> um, it's it's like a punch in the stomach. Okay. Well, hey, I love a good gut punch. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Remember no. you said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great, Steve. I'm, I'm glad that you're digging the comics. So please feel free to continue um, submitting um, your thoughts on the comics um, and, and comparisons to the show. And, and that invitation is open to everyone. Um, I like getting everyone's viewpoints. So thanks guys. That was really great. Um, do you have anything else that you wanted to add about the comics? No. Cool. Okay. So next week, next week we're covering episode six of lock and key entitled the black tree. Kinsey explores the sea cave with the Savini squad in tow. Ooh, that's exciting. Meanwhile, Nina confronts Ellie over Joe. Why'd you kill him? (laughs) And Tyler sabotages his relationship with Jackie. (gasps) Of course. (laughs) You read that ahead of time, didn't (laughs) you? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe these are too spoilery. Maybe I shouldn't be putting these descriptions on here. I get them from IMDb and IMDb can sometimes be a little spoilery. Maybe I should quit doing that. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> anyway, well, we are really excited for you to follow us into Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Cast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger Cast, and you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Well, you talked a little bit about other amazing podcasts on Podcastica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I talked about it. I'm getting ready for Westworld, Westworld cast, me and David. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to put out a catch up with Diana, actually, who covered Handmaid's Tale on there because David's in Mexico right now or somewhere. But he'll be back for the podcast proper. And then uh, I'm doing Walking Dead, which is really good right now if you're still watching that. Yeah, this. Wow. This last episode, that yeah, ending pretty cool that and 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 shot was just like wow that that stuck yeah. in my memory that's for sure so everyone dead no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> pretty close pretty close <laughs> not looking good um but yeah that that was pretty great and i'm i'm with you i'm really feeling the buzz you know of i don't know that i would equate it to season one you know like pilot excitement but definitely has reinvigorated my love Mm -hmm. for the walking dead and i know i get so i i get it i get it but it totally still bums me out when when i still hear folks like nope just i dropped it and i yeah well yeah they're just it's just even though it is good there can be too much of a good thing sometimes and not that the critics are everything some people put more stock in them than others but i do think it's worth noting that this season has or it's either season nine or ten i think season nine and ten are the highest rated mm-hmm. walking dead seasons on rotten tomatoes and i could see why 
Absolutely. Yeah. Really, really great. And and you guys are doing a great job um, covering that as always. And really looking forward to, to Westworld again. Like I mentioned earlier, I can use all the help. Um, I can get, even if they're planning on doing a more straightforward season, <laughs> I can use the help. Put, I'm putting a, a give me pressure, that pressure, pressure, <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. We're just going to try to make just to do something new this season. We're going to try to make it more confusing. So we're just going to spout out a bunch of BS and make believe that we actually think that's what's going on. Well, that can it's work. Be great. It works for some people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And Alicia Stout is strange indeed. Mm. Oh, I didn't even catch that Laura said aloha.